Hi there. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast, The Happy Apple. I'm Katie King, also known as The Balanced Nutritionist, and I live in Brisbane, Australia. Guess what? Healthy food and striving to be healthy in general should not be boring or stressful. This podcast is here to remind you that it can be both nutritious and delicious at the same time, and that you need balance in your life, not perfection. If you love my message, don't forget to follow along on Facebook and Instagram. You can also check out my online courses at www.courses.thebalancednutritionist.com.au. You can book a consultation with me at my website, www.thebalancednutritionist.com.au. I do everything via telehealth so we can work together no matter where in the world you are. Enjoy the episode and don't forget to subscribe if you love it. Hi everyone and welcome to an episode of The Happy Apple. Um, Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Katie King, the Balanced Nutritionist and I'm a nutritionist that um, works primarily via Zoom consults all over Australia helping you be your happiest and healthiest self. And today's podcast topic is it's so much more than numbers. And this is a conversation that I'm really passionate about and that I have probably multiple times a day um, with my clients. So this conversation is twofold. Um, and the first aspect of it that I'm going to talk about is the fact that you are so much more than a number. So let's just focus on, you know, weight because um, when I say it's so much more than numbers, that's probably what you're thinking this conversation is going to be about. Um, and at the end of the day, what I wanted to to say about this matter is really that we need to change our mentality um, around health and stop pinning everything on how much we weigh because it's so much more than that, you know, um, being healthy is about feeling energetic and feeling vital and being able to do the stuff that you want to do and living your best life. It's so much more than a stupid little number on the scales. And also, you know, the number on the scales is not an accurate reflection of your progress anyway. So please don't weigh yourself every day because you will just get into a trap of thinking you're not getting anywhere, which is completely not true. A lot of people ask me, why is that? Like, why is it that your weight doesn't go down every day, even if you are getting healthier? And there's lots of reasons. Um, so I'll dive into a few of them now just to, sh- to clear up some of that sort of confusion and um, interest. Um, first of all, when you're trying to get healthier, you might be incorporating some exercise and movement as well. And muscle weighs more than fat. So even though um, something like, okay, so one kilogram of muscle and one kilogram of fat weigh the same, but the one kilogram of fat takes up more space. So that's what we mean when we say that muscle weighs less um, than fat. Um, so, you know, you could be changing shape and getting more muscle mass, but not actually seeing changes on the scales. And that's fine because your weight might be perfectly fine. You might just need to change your body composition, um, 
and decrease the amount of body fat and increase the muscle mass. So that's one reason why um, our weight is not an accurate reflection of our progress in terms of getting healthier. Um, a second reason is just because there's day to day, you're going to have different amounts of water in your body, different amounts of food left over in your body, and that's going to affect what you weigh on the scales. Um, a third reason why, you know, weight isn't an accurate reflection of progress and why it doesn't always go down every single day is because of our hormones, particularly female hormones. Um, so around ovulation and premenstrually, um, our hormones can cause us to retain more fluid. Some people will be three to four kilograms heavier before they have their period. It doesn't mean that they're three or four kilos unhealthier or three or four kilos fatter. It's just that they're three or four kilos heavier. That's all it means. And then probably one of the most um, significant ones is just that you know, every day we have different levels of fluid retention because we eat different amounts of salt and we drink different amounts of water and that's going to affect our weight on the scales as well. Um, this is this is why often if you go out and have, say, a dinner at a, a nice dinner at a restaurant um, or maybe you order a pizza or something like that, a lot of people fall into the trap of weighing themselves the next day because they feel guilty about what they've eaten and they they freak out because think, oh my gosh, I've put on two kilos because of, you know, three pieces of pizza. That's not possible and it's 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 ridiculous. You can put on three kilos or two kilos of fat. All, all your body's doing is retaining some fluid because you've eaten quite a salty meal. And I always say to people, never weigh yourself after you've had a, a meal that may not be, you know, typical of what you would eat because you're going to freak out unnecessarily and that's that fluid will come off in a day or two so coming back to um that statement you know it's so much more than the numbers um how that relates to us weighing ourselves is again as i've just said our weight isn't an accurate reflection of progress for all of the reasons that i've just said um, and secondly, because there's so many bigger and better reasons to be healthier than simply, you know, striving for a particular number on the scales. <clears throat> okay, so now that I've got that part of the conversation out of the way, what I really wanted to focus on in this podcast is that food is so much more than numbers. So, what I'm talking about here is my, you know, core belief that food is about so much more than calories and macros. Food is about what we're actually eating, the type of food, the nutrients that are in, in it and how it speaks to the body. And this is why I never do calorie controlled um, plans. I always focus on food choices as opposed to, you know, quantities or counting the calories or counting the macros and that sort of thing. Before I dive into this part of the conversation, one thing I wanted to say is if you're listening to this podcast and you're doing a calorie control plan and it's working for you, you're feeling happy, positive, um, it's giving you a little bit of direction, <coughs> that's great. Please don't change it because I'm saying 
Um, I don't like that approach because I totally understand it does work for some people and that's great. Um, but I just find that for the majority of people, we need to look at what type of food we're eating, not just what macros does it have in it or what calories does it contain, okay? So let's break this down. Um, and I'm going to talk now about why I think food is about so much more than just the numbers. First of all, let's me, let me give you an example. An apple and a Tim Tam actually have the same number of calories. But does that mean you can pretty much choose either or and get the same result? Absolutely not. And that's because those foods are going to behave very differently once they're inside the body. You could eat an apple probably every day, even a couple of times a day, but I wouldn't recommend that you ate a Tim Tam every day. You know, they might be something you have occasionally or, you know, a couple of times per week um, because even though they have the same number of calories, they affect the body very differently. That's my second point in this conversation. So even though a food might have the same number of calories, so the same numbers attached to it, they can still affect the body very differently. And if we look at that example of the apple versus the Tim Tam, they're going to have, or both of those are going to have very different effects on the body from a hormonal perspective. So a Tim Tam has lots of sugar, simple sugar specifically. It doesn't have much fiber. So what's going to happen is your blood sugar is going to go up, your insulin's going to go up, and those things aren't conducive of a healthy metabolism and they're not going to favor fat burning either. So, um, you know, it's not going to make you feel good um, and it's going to be a unfavorable hormonal cascade in the body. Just to explain the science behind this, your body can't burn fat and it can't be in a metabolically healthy state when blood sugar and insulin is elevated, okay? But an apple, on the other hand, has got slower release sugars. Um, it's going to be higher in fiber. You're going to get a better blood sugar result, result response. So um, you're not going to spike your blood sugar as much. Plus, you're going to get actual vitamins and nutrition out of something like an apple. And that helps your body work better. So in general, real unadulterated foods, so the foods that I teach people to eat in my Back to Basics program, which is an online program, you don't even need to consult with me, um, they help the body work better because they have the nutrients or the ingredients the body needs to function well. And that's my third point. The body has to work well in order to be healthy and to be at a healthy weight. So weight is often a symptom that the body is just not working the way it should. The body's not happy. It's not feeling good. It's not functioning like it should. When the body is in balance um, and it's, it's happy, for a simple way of saying it, our weight tends to find a healthy place as well. Not always, but most of the time. And I should also add here that it doesn't always happen quickly. You know, 
healthy weight loss can happen quite slowly and gradually over a number of months and even over a number of years. That might cause some people stress that it could take them a number of years to reach their ideal weight. But we do have to remember that when we gain weight, it often takes 10 or 20 years to get there. So if it takes two years to get that weight off, it's still a, it's still very fast comparatively. So the foods that help our body to work better, again, sorry, again, are those foods that are less processed, more natural, untouched, basically foods that don't come from a packet but come from a tree or the ground or an animal, okay? Again, the foods that I talk about on Back to Basics um, and these foods aren't necessarily those foods, the foods that are lowest in calories, um, but they are definitely the foods that help our body to function well, um, that offer us nutrition um, and are conducive of health and a healthy weight. The fourth point that I wanted to add is that a lot of the foods that are lower in calories or perhaps higher in protein, which is often what we're striving for if we're relying on numbers only to dictate what we're eating, are sort of heavily processed foods that confuse the body, okay? And we don't want to confuse the body. So what do I mean by this? So basically what I'm talking about is when you pick up, say, a diet bar or a bar that's high in protein or something like that, or it only has 100 calories, but the ingredients on it you just simply can't pronounce. Well, it's like putting unleaded petrol into a diesel car. Like if your body doesn't recognize it or your car doesn't recognize it, it's not going to run. It's the same thing with what we're fueling ourselves so again, we really want to focus on natural food because our body knows what to do with that um, as opposed to focusing on processed foods, okay? Um, so once again, this is my big argument against things like artificial sweeteners and low-calorie sweeteners and low-calorie foods in general because the only thing we're taking into account there is what are the numbers that are attached to this food? Not how does this food interact with the body? Does it help the body function better? Is the body going to get confused when we eat it? Does it offer nutrition and vitamins to help it function well? No, no. It's simply looking at the calories and it's so much more than just numbers again. So what about macro tracking? So I've talked a lot about why I really prefer to focus on the type of food somebody's eating as opposed to the calories that they're eating. Um, and you might be thinking, well, macro tracking is sort of one step further than calories because we're looking at the proteins, the fats, and the carbohydrates. And it definitely has a place, particularly if somebody's wanting to uh, achieve a certain um, body composition because of a sport I will definitely, you know, often look at somebody's diet and think they need more protein um, or more healthy fats or even more carbohydrates in some situations. But I don't generally break that down to hitting certain numbers. 
So the danger here is if we're macro tracking, it can still be heavily processed, sorry, it can still be heavily focused on processed food. And again, it's that real unadulterated natural food that is best for our body, that helps it function well. Um, and secondly, it can be stressful. Um, and that's probably like my final point and, and perhaps the most significant point in this podcast. I often find that when people are counting, whether it's calories or macros, there's a lot of stress that goes with that. Um, you know, I think food should be joyful. Um, I don't think we should be reducing food to maths and maths is a chore to me. Food should be whole, it should be fresh, it should be happiness, it should be shared, it should be tasty, there should be variety, and it should be natural as opposed to just this food is this number, therefore I can put it in my mouth. So let's just think about this for a moment. Imagine you were alive, say, a thousand years ago or more, like let's just say you were living in the Paleolithic era, so, you know, eons ago. Imagine if somebody said to you then that in the year 2021, most people would be basing their decisions about what to eat on a number and what number is attached to that food. Instead of just eating normal, whole foods, unadulterated, lots of fruit and veggies, bit of protein, until we were satisfied, until we were, you know, full but not over full if you heard that a thousand or more years ago you would think that sounds absurd why would you need to resort to numbers when it comes to food food is food but we've introduced so many different things into our food um, system that really isn't food that it's become very um, numbers focused but if you think about it like that, it is a little bit strange and it really does take a lot of the joy um, and a lot of the innateness out of food. So that's really what I had to, um, what I wanted to say in today's post podcast. Um, again, it's so much more than numbers. So that can mean two things. First of all, health is more than the weight that stares back, stares back at you on the scales. Secondly, food is so much more than the calories and macros that are contained inside it. And, you know, just the core message here is let's try to get back to just eating beautiful, fresh food, um, not attaching maths to it, you know, listening to our appetite signals, um, eating until we're satisfied and, you know, bringing some joy back to the plate as well. Um, check out my Back to Basics program online. If you go to um, courses.thebalancednutritionist.com.au, you'll find the information about that because Back to Basics is all about eating whole, unadulterated foods. And I get awesome results with people who want to get healthier on that program. Um, and obviously, you can get in touch with me through um, my website um, or calling me or emailing um, us. Um, and I hope you got something out of this podcast. I'm hoping it was a bit of a refreshing perspective. Um, and thanks again for tuning in, guys. I'll be back soon.